Welcome everyone to episode 001 of the journey a meeting of the minds. In this episode, you will hear about a few self-confirmed lies that church folk tell themselves and others to keep from telling the unadulterated truth. Many of these types of Christians struggle with the issues from their past, worldly vices, and other things that you're just going to have to listen to the show to find out more about. So prepare yourself as I take you on a journey to decipher the hidden truth behind all the lies. So get ready. It's time to go on a journey. You are now tuned in to the journey of meeting of the minds. Featuring your host and executive producer, Kimberly Collins, the educated natural. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Welcome back, everyone. Here at episode 001, we're talking about the self-confirmed lies of church folk. Our scripture reference comes from Acts, the fifth chapter, the first through the 11th verse. And just in case you don't have your Bibles handy right now, I'm going to read those 11 verses to you. It says, but a man named Ananias with his wife, Sapphira, sold a piece of property and kept back some of the price for himself with his wife's full knowledge, and bringing a portion of it, he laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And as he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came over all who heard of it. The young men got up and covered him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. Now there lapsed an interval of about three hours, and his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price. And she said, Yes, that was the price. Then Peter said to her, Why is it that you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. And immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came over the whole church and over all who had heard of these 
things tonight or today or whenever you are listening to this particular episode. We are talking about the self-confirmed lies of church folk. What I just read to you was Acts, the fifth chapter, the first through the 11th verse. Many of you, like myself, were raised in the church. It didn't matter what day of the week it was, didn't matter what time of the day it was. If the church doors were open, you were there. There was a lot of respect that was taught and given as I grew up in the church. But there's something else that I noticed from then until now is that it seems that there is a lot of things that are being hidden in the church, even from the ones we call our spiritual mothers in the church, the mothers of the church, the wisdom keepers, I like to call them, that reside in the church. Some of those people were the ones that laid the cornerstone down of the actual building where you attend, those particular individuals. We were taught, well, I know I was, I was taught to always show them the ultimate level of respect. It never was discussed as to why it was just something that was always told that I must do. But there was something I always wondered about those particular people in the church. I always wondered what their stories really are. What is their unadulterated truth? And just in case you don't understand the term unadulterated, allow me to define it for you. Unadulterated means something is pure, meaning there is nothing, absolutely nothing that has been mixed within it. It is undiluted. There is nothing extra added to it. It is complete. Okay. There has been nothing added to it. There has been nothing taken away from it. It is unadulterated by as pure as it comes. But when you look at the word truth, the truth is nothing more than a real fact. Put unadulterated with truth and you come up with a pure, real fact. In other words, it's straight. The way God made it is the way of which it is. So when you think about those wisdom keepers in the church, you have to wonder, what is their unadulterated truth? Did they just wake up one day and they are now sister or brother or pastor or deacon or deaconess or evangelist, apostle, prophetess, whatever their ministry title is, did they just wake up one day and boom, they were that? Or is there something else in the story that's not being told? A lot of people have a tendency to sit up in their particular church buildings. I mean, these people are typically dressed to the T, meaning they are coordinated from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. I remember looking at the ladies of the church that I grew up in. They would have these fancy hats on and some of them would wear gloves to coordinate their outfits. And I used to be like, wow. When I get that age, that's how I want to come to church because to me, that looked absolutely just gorgeous. I mean, they were sharp as my great aunt would say. But as I got older and I began to grow and experience life for myself, I kept thinking, I wonder if I were able to talk to those wisdom keepers, what they would really tell me. What is the real truth? Well, 
I have to be careful just like you about what I ask because I had the opportunity to talk to some of the wisdom keepers throughout my life. And let me tell you, when you ask them to pull off the veil, and I'm not talking about everybody because every wisdom keeper is not going to do this because they've spent years building this image that you have of them and they don't want their past to kind of come back and kind of bite them in the behinds, if you know what I'm saying. So a lot of them have a tendency to say, baby, that was way before your time and that's not who I am anymore. But then you'll get that wisdom keeper to say, look, God has brought me through a lot. God has delivered me through a lot. I used to do this, this, and that when I was your age. And baby, what you see now is nothing compared to who and what I used to be back in the day. Those are the conversations I absolutely miss because in this day and age, it seems like everybody's just trying to hide their truth. They don't want you to know about their past. They don't know. They don't want you to know who they used to be. They want you to look at them as to who they are now. But what people need to understand that if you're not telling your truth, then you must be telling the opposite of truth, which is a lie. Just in case you're not familiar with the term, what a lie is. A lie is, it simply means to speak falsely or to utter, meaning to say an untruth knowingly in order to deceive other people that hear it. So that's a lie. So instead of when someone asks you, let's say somebody asks you, what's your address? And because you don't want them to know your actual address, you give them a made up address or you give them your neighbor's address because you don't want them to know the truth. Well, what you just did, and it's honestly, you just told a lie. That's not your address. And I know some of you are probably thinking, well, that's not anything major. I just did it to protect myself. And I get it. But that is still in itself a lie. You knew that that address you gave to that person was false. You knew that the address that you gave to that person was not yours. So you knowingly told an untruth and anything that's not the unadulterated truth is a lie. So don't try to put a pretty bow on it. Don't try to dress it up. A lie is a lie, just like the truth is the truth. And the Bible reminds us that it's our truth that will set us free. So then that causes me to think, what does a lie do to us? If the truth sets me free, what does a lie do? Well, that means a lie must do the opposite, meaning a lie keeps me bound. And it doesn't matter how long you have been a Christian or a believer. The truth is the truth. A lie is the lie. What we have learned is that a lie can cost you way more than you think that it will. When we look at Acts, the fifth chapter, verses one through 11, Ananias and Sapphira learned that their lie cost them their life. In other words, a lie will kill you. What you need to understand is what seems to be small, a small white lie to you is a huge thing to God. You're not just lying when you don't tell your full unadulterated truth, your story, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. When you don't tell your full story as to how it truly went, you're not just lying to the ones that's in the room with you. You're lying to God because you're telling people, look, God only brought me through this much. When in detail, God is saying, no, I brought you through a whole lot more than that. You did not wake up and was 
was or was born one day and you became sister such and such, apostle such and such, prophet is such and such. Oh no. Before you got to where you are right now, you were out there on the pole. Before you got to where you are right now, you were out there cursing, had the mouth of a sailor. Before you got to where you are right now, you had this man coming in the front door and that one going out the window. So don't be playing when it comes to your truth and your story. Your story is your story. And it's the parts of your story that you are not talking about is keeping you bound. It's keeping another person from getting free. So let's think about that for a moment. It's not your truth that's going to kill you. It's the lies you're refusing to tell. It's not what you tell that's going to hurt you. It's what you're trying to hide. A lot of you are fine with telling half truths. You're fine with telling just the good parts of your story, but that's not the parts that God that God is going to use to break you free. It's the parts of your story that when you say, look, baby, had I had one more hit, I wouldn't even be here. I was strung out on drugs for years. Somebody else had to raise my kids. I'm not just who you see right now. I'm here right now because God did that for me back then. So don't sit there and be so embarrassed by your past that you actually are allowing it to depower you, meaning it's it still controls you. When that thing from your past keeps you silent about it, it still has some kind of power over you. It has authority over you. And if you truly want to be free and truly walk in your calling, you have to be comfortable enough in who God has created you to be now to say, you know what? It's okay for me to talk about that part of my journey because I want people to know my truth. I don't want to leave this world and then somebody else try to tell my truth. No, they may leave out some details. I'm here. I'm still living, I'm still breathing, and I'm going to take this time to tell the world my unadulterated truth. I don't want people to think that this pretty hat defines me. I don't want people to think these beautiful accessories is who I am. That's not my truth. My truth is, and then you fill in your blank. Because that's the part of your story that's going to help another sister out there that may be in the same mess you're doing or have done. They may be doing it right now. But the moment you open your mouth and you speak your unadulterated truth, that sister may hear it. Somebody may tell her about it and it may cause her to say, you know what? Let me get up from here. Let me go and serve my heavenly father. I didn't think that there was another way, but when I heard your story, it enlightened me. When I heard your story, it empowered me and caused me to finally pick my head up. It lets me know that I'm not in this thing by myself. It's that part of your story God will use in order to deliver another person. However, there are some of you out there under the sound of my voice that are saying, I'm not telling that. I've already gone through it. I'm not going to relive it by rehashing it, by talking about it. I'm just not going to do it. That's your choice. But let me tell you, if it was that part of your story that God was going to deliver another person and you didn't tell it, and let's say that person took their own life, you're going to have to pay for that later. So you have to decide what is it that you're going to sacrifice to keep from telling your unadulterated truth. You see, here it was in Acts 5, Ananias and his wife Sapphira were told to go sell a piece of property and they were supposed to come back and bring whatever was due unto God, unto God. 
But instead of them doing that, like many of you, you will give God what you think God should have. You will give those that God says you're supposed to give a certain amount to. You'll only give them a little bit and then keep a lot more for yourself. That's a lie. And then when somebody asks you about it, you'll sit there and say, yeah, this is all I had. This is all it sold for. When the truth of the matter is, that's a lie. And in this case, Ananias and Sapphira died because neither one of them could stand on their own two feet and tell the unadulterated truth. Had they just given it up? He asked them not once in this whole passage, passage, he asked both of them individually, why did you do this? Why did you hold this in your heart? Why did you allow the enemy to trick you thinking and knowing that this was wrong? You know it's wrong, but he tricked you in thinking, I'd never find out. You decided to lie to not just men, you decided to lie to God. You have to understand the things that come out of your mouth may try to fool man, but God is always on the throne. God is always listening. He is always monitoring everything that we do and say. And so just because man may not be able to decipher what's going on, God knows. And as soon as that lie came out of both Ananias' and Sapphira's mouths, instantly they were gone, gone. And then they didn't even waste any time getting them buried. I mean, the men were right there. As soon as they took their last breath, those men got up, covered them up, took them outside and buried them. It was like there was no more discussion. It was done. You sealed your fate by lying. We're done. They had buried them and it was over with. You all need to make sure that you are not a Christian. You are not a person that sits up in the church known as church folk. And you're sitting around here telling these lies because you are too afraid that people can't handle your truth. When in reality, it's not that people can't handle your truth. In reality, it's that you are still trying to deal with your truth. And that thing will keep you stuck. It will keep you stagnant. And if you're not careful, it could cost you health issues and eventually an early death. You need to stop allowing these things to cause you to be powerless when you were created by an all-powerful God. There is a fire that's still within each and every one of us, but it's these lies that are continuously being told to one another that's causing each and every one of us to fall short of the glory of God. It's causing us not to live our full life on purpose. It's causing us to suffer from things that God did not design or destined for us to suffer from. So we have to make sure that we don't let our lives fall short because of lies. You have to tell yourself, I don't care if you grew up in a household full of lie tellers. You have to tell yourself the book when it comes to lies stops with me. I'm going to do something new. I'm going to switch it up. I'm not going to allow this thing to cost me my life. I'm not going to allow these things to cost me my children's life. Because believe it or not, your children are watching you struggle with this. And then it's too late when you're on your deathbed. Now you want to go and have this revelation. You want to go and just put it all out there because you're figuring you're on your deathbed. You're going to leave this world anyway. You might as well go and put it out there. Now your family has to deal with that 
Come on. You don't want that to happen. So every day God allows you to wake up. Take the opportunity and tell your truth. I'm going to take a break really, really quickly here, but I want you to think about your unadulterated truth and see if possible, you are one of those church folks that has this self-confirmed lie that you're dealing with. Think about it. I'm going to come right back after this song. Have you spent countless dollars trying to advertise your businesses on social media? Well, no more wasted coins, not in this season of your life. The Journey of Meeting of the Minds would love to feature you right here during the broadcast of every show because we know many of you didn't realize this, but the most effective ads are the ones broadcast during podcasts. That's right. You heard it here first. Podcast advertising is the biggest thing you can do for your business. So don't delay. Be the next featured advertiser here on the Journey of Meeting of the Minds. All you have to do is go to www.advertise.thejourneymastermind.com. Once again, that's www.advertise.thejourneymastermind.com for more information. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast. If you really like what you heard, make sure you tell someone about it. Sharing is caring. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Journey of Meeting of the Minds. We hope you enjoyed that brief intermission here. And like the ad has told you, yes, we would love to have you advertise right here on the show. So don't delay. Head over to www.advertise.thejourneymastermind.com. We look forward to working with you. Let's pick right back up where we left off. Acts 5 tells us anything above everything that we should not lie. Acts 5, 1 through 11, let me tell you, that husband and wife Ananias and Sapphira learned a huge lesson that day. And even in this season of our lives, we must learn the lesson as well. And that is lying is not worth it. It's not worth it. It doesn't matter what's at stake. Lying, especially in this particular type of situation, when it comes to your unadulterated truth, is just not worth it. Do not try to hide the truth from God because he is omniscient and he's omnipresent, meaning he knows everything because he is everywhere. So you may try to fool man because you wear a particular Christian or ministry title, but let me tell you, God is not fooled, nor is he mocked. And that's why he allowed me to come on here and tell you that it's not worth it. The lies you're trying to tell, they're truly not worth it. These self-confirmed lies that church folk like to hold on to is not worth it. Ask yourself, what have I lost throughout my entire life because I've decided to lie? Think about it. What have you lost? What has it cost you? Some of you are saying, well, I'm still alive. Yes, I told a lie, but I'm still here. But let's look deeper. When you lie about your past, many of you have a checkered past. Many of you have a past that's still chasing you even right now. So what is it costing you? Just in case you can't think of anything, I'll tell you one thing I know for sure that lion is costing you. That's peace. It's costing you your peace. 
God wants to give you peace. He talks about peace over and over in his word to us. Just in case you don't know what that is, the Holy Bible. He talks about peace. He wants to give us peace that surpasses our understanding. And here we are running from our past, telling lies about our past because we don't want other people to know. We are too ashamed as to where God has brought us from that we just rather lie about it than just say, look, here is what I did. Here is what I've gone through. Here is what I've experienced this. And most importantly, here is what I've learned. If you would just take your past and learn the lessons from it, you will understand that it's not worth running from it. And it's definitely not worth lying about it. Your past, believe it or not, I know for some of you, this may be hard to believe, but your past was only sent to you for you to go through it. So God in the end can get the glory. He only let those things happen to you throughout your past. So in the end, you could say that was nothing but God that brought me out of that. It gets, gives him the glory. Don't miss an opportunity to tell your story and give God his undue glory. Here's something else you probably never thought about. Your past experiences, when you talk about them unadulteratedly, when you tell the unadulterated truth about your past, the enemy loses control. The enemy loves to take our past and use it against us because it makes us look weak. It makes us feel shame, right? A lot of people live in shame because of where they came from or what they have gone through. And the enemy uses that to his advantage, but it's to your disadvantage. And if you really want to get one up on the enemy, tell your unadulterated truth. No matter how good it looks, no matter how ugly it looks, tell your story. There is so much power in your story that you have no idea There is somebody out there right now waiting and wishing and hoping that somebody besides them has experienced whatever it is your story entails. But because you're not telling that part of the story, the person is struggling every single day to keep their head above water. Think about that. You have the key to somebody's lock that holds them in chains, in bondage, and all you have to do is lift your head and tell the unadulterated truth and saying, look, I'm no longer going to lie about this. This is what I've gone through and I'm still standing here to tell my story. That's all it takes to give the enemy a serious black eye when you stand up and walk in your authority and tell your unadulterated truth. You don't sugarcoat it. You don't worry about the opinions of other people because you have outgrown people pleasing in this season of your life. And you're saying, look, you're just not going to hold this thing over my head anymore. I'm going to take back my power. I'm going to stand up in the authority that God has given me. And I'm going to tell you my truth. Here is my story, because here is something we must all understand that God didn't allow us to go through the things that we are going through or have gone through or will go through in our life because 
he does not love us. He loves us more than words can say. He allowed us to go through the things that we have gone through so that in the end, our father in heaven gets the glory. God wants to get glory out of your story, but you're preventing that from happening when you won't tell your story. Your story is where your power comes from because you're telling people, look, if God can bring me through that, he can bring me through anything. Do you know how many people have a story that's like that? A story that will sit there and sometimes in certain cases have gotten them on national television. Those stories that make a lot of us grab our invisible pearls and go, I can't believe it. Yes, God will take you through those things so you can give people that I don't believe it light bulb moment. Because a lot of people say, wow, when I look at you, you're an apostle. You carry the title of bishop. You carry the title of evangelist. I can't believe you've gone through things such as domestic violence. I can't believe you survived alcoholism. I can't believe you survived drug addiction. And you can turn around with a smile on your face can say, yes, I survived it, but it was only because of the glory of God, the goodness of God, his grace, his mercy is the reason why I'm still able to stand here. His grace and his mercy are the real reasons why I'm able to lift my head today and not break down in tears and break down under the weight of my story. I've taken the power from my past and I'm able to stand here now and tell you God is able if he can do it for me. He can do it for you. I'm no longer a prisoner of my past. I now hold the keys. God gave me the authority the day he brought me out of it. The day he allowed me to find the power within my story. I now can help you get out of your pit. I now can help you get out of your valley. I am no longer a victim. I am victorious. Hello, somebody. I'm victorious in this thing. No more Or am I walking around defeated? Oh no, the God I serve gave me victory and I'm winning victory over this thing. So no more self-confirmed lies just because you are afraid of the backlash that may happen if you tell your unadulterated truth. In this season, it's your time to shine. It's your time to win. It's your time to look the enemy in the face and say, not this time, I win. I win. No more losing, no more struggling with the issues of my past, no more struggling with the issues of dealing with these worldly vices, no more. Enough is enough. Sick and tired of you trying to hold this over my head, I win. I'm going to fight to the very end. I'm a warrior. I'm a lioness in this thing and I can't allow you to keep holding this over my head, trying to pour water when you you think I'm drowning already. Oh no. See, like the songwriter put it, everybody saw me when I fell, but nobody saw me when I got up. Thank you, Jesus. Because today I'm standing firmly in my truth and I don't care what your opinion is. That's not my problem. I don't care what your thoughts are. That's not my problem. You go deal with that because I have a God that I need to please. That's the only thing that matters to 
me in this season. My past is my past. It is behind me. God brought me through it. And today I'm going to tell my unadulterated truth so God can continue to get the glory. Amen. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, I want you to be honest in this season of your life and tell yourself no more self-confirmed lies just because I carry a title in ministry. My truth is my truth. My story is my story. But it was sent to me, designed by God, so that he, after it all, can get the glory. Praise God. Praise God. God bless each and every one of you. I hope and I know you enjoyed this episode, episode 001, The Self-Confirmed Lies of Church Folk. Until the next time God allows us to meet, as I always say, be blessed, continue to be a blessing to others, and as always, enjoy your journey.